Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Number 37, the Bible says very clearly, But as the days of Noe were, that would be Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noe entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. If you've been with us any length of time, you know that the book of Matthew chapter 24 is not a salvation issue. It's not something that we need to uh, argue or fight about as, uh, concerning somebody's soul. These are end time matters, and nobody has all of the answers through the Bible. And I, it, it's not that, well, you know, it's, it's, I don't have all the answers <laughs> to the Bible, but my job is to study the Bible and try to glean out as much truth as I can and try it best. Lord help me is to rightly divide the word of truth. And Matthew 24, I don't, I think tonight you'll see when we look at Noah, uh, best evidence against the idea that the rapture shows up in Matthew chapter 24. Now we already have gone through verses 29 through 31 and we, we set apart some arguments to show why that's not the rapture of the church. Um, and we did a, a, a whole host of messages um, concerning God turning back and dealing with the nation of Israel. But tonight we're going to try to take a different approach and look at the days of Noah and also the days of Lot. Because these verses are commonly misapplied to the church. I'm going to show you why they're not, or they should not be applied to the church. And what I would like us to consider first is, who are the people that are taken in judgment during Noah's day? It wasn't Noah. <laughs> it wasn't Noah. He was left behind. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Nobody listened. All the unrighteous, all the unbelievers, they were the ones that were taken away by God's judgment. They did not ex escape the judgment of God in Noah's day, and they did not escape the wrath of God. But Noah and his family did. They were left behind. The unbelievers were taken in, in judgment. So when people say, well, I can't wait till the rapture, it's going to be just like the days of Noah. Well, wait a minute. No, it's not. <laughs> because Noah was left on the earth. They got out of the ark and there it went. Because during the rapture, you and I aren't going to be taken in judgment. We're going to be taken in glory. We're not going to remain on the earth. We're going to be caught up and we're going to come off of the earth. I believe everybody understands and knows that. But during Daniel's 70th week, believing Israel will be left on the earth. And 
God is going to deliver his judgment. He's going to pour out his judgment on the earth. And there's going to be a group of people that are going to be taken in judgment. And there's going to be a, pe- a group of people that are left and delivered from God. So let's, let's look at some of these matters. Turn back to Genesis chapter 6. What do we have here? In Genesis chapter number 6. Watch what it says in verse number three. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bear children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And there's a whole, there's a whole chock full of stuff you can preach on in verse six, but we're going to press on and stay on topic here. And the Lord said in verse seven, I will destroy man whom I created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We have some believing people and we have some unbelieving people. And there's only a little bit of believing people. Do you want to talk about a home church? (laughs) It was Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wives. There wasn't nobody. I mean, Noah's preaching and preaching and preaching, and the result was God just wiped everybody out. How's that for some encouragement? But that's what it was. You had some righteous, and you had some unrighteous. Well, you had some righteous, and you had a whole big bunch of unrighteous. And watch what happens. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 7. Look at verse 21. And we're going to answer the question, when the flood came, who was destroyed? Who was taken in judgment when the flood came? Verse 21. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man. (laughs) So that's a lot of people. All, verse 22, in whose nostrils with was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land. (laughs) You want to talk about a pandemic. Sin and wickedness wipes out everybody because of God's judgment. And we get so focused and we get so distracted because of the corona-rona. And vaccine and, and, all, and all this stuff that's going on that we need to be concerned about. But the greater pandemic is systemic sin. That's what people are going to die from. Whether you die from COVID-19, whether you die from uh, a heart attack, whether you die from, you know, all these motocross people that 
or jumping around on, on motorbikes at the fair last night. I mean, ambulance, I think two nights ago, ambulance came twice. Whether it's from a motocross accident or a car accident, we're all going to die because the wages of sin is death. We live in a sin-cursed world. That's the concern. So you know what people need to be inoculated with? The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what they need. That's the door-knocking campaign. Not some Pfizer or pharmaceutical deal that we've got something better. We got something better because what we, we got for you is going to save you from your sin. But all this wickedness, God says, just wiping everybody except Noah and his family out. And verse number 23, and every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, the creeping things and the fowls of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. Now watch, the last part of the verse 23 is where I'd like to park on right now. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. Where did Noah remain? In the ark. After the ark, where did it remain? On the earth. Everybody else was taken in judgment. Those that believed stayed on the earth. They weren't taken in God's judgment. And we got the same problem nowadays. If we were going to make an application, we've got a preacher and a few church members. And then the whole town's going to hell in a handbasket. And if you don't believe me, just go out in town. I'm telling you, the fair, you go into that carnival section of the fair, it's where do these people come from? Sin abounds. Sin abounds. You just go to a public event and start talking to people and start getting the answers that they give you. Zach and I, we, we, were, we were talking to somebody else and he had talked to her first and, and I, I had spoken to her a little, little bit. How are you going to, what's going to happen when you die? And the answer was, well, I haven't been in church for a while. You know, Brother Zach and I were talking afterwards, it's like, it's so common. How do we get people out of this mode of, every time you ask them about their soul, they say, well, I've been to church, or I haven't been to church. <laughs> so I tried to take some time, and we tried to explain to her that going to church isn't going to get you to heaven, and staying out of church isn't going to keep you from going to heaven. And presented to her Jesus Christ. We don't want to get you to our church. We want to get you to the cross. So you can be saved from your sin. And God will work the other stuff out. So our message is we want people to be saved. You want to visit? Sure, visit. But when we go out and do evangelistic efforts, we're like Noah. There's just a few of us, but we have the ark of salvation, and you can find safety in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's intense sin going on. Well, it's so bad now, and, you know, it's just God's going to end the whole thing. Well, look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 2. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they choose. You have wicked marriages going on. Look at verse number 5. And God says it. He says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart 
was only evil. Continuum. Just wickedness. It's intense sin. Look at verse number 11. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And it really is the same. The same problems that we have. You can narrow it down to sin, but get Second Peter chapter number 2, if you would. Verse there, Second Peter 2. The wicked were taken in judgment. The unbelieving and the unrighteous, they were the ones that were taken by God's wrath of judgment. Noah was left. He was left behind. In Second Peter chapter 5, we see the same idea. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly and deliver just law, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. And it goes on about three or four more verses before the sentence actually ends. But you know what you have? Cities overflown with sin and wickedness. We talked about this so many times. What we have down south and what I was told before I came here with my family is that it's the Bible Belt. Everybody thinks they're polite sinners. <laughs> they're the most polite unsaved people that you'll meet <laughs> it's not like you come to the bible belt and everybody's saved it's you come to the bible belt and everybody's nice everybody's polite everybody still holds on to christian morals christian principles if you will christian character if you will that's all there but you know what they don't want they don't want the character giver they don't want the morale giver they don't want the God that said, hey, don't steal. Hey, be nice to your neighbor. Hey, that's who they don't want. But they want an honest worker. We've got the same problems. It's sin. It's sin. I know it's making it simple, but that really is the bottom line. And we've got to get to the heart of the matter of sin and wickedness needs to be addressed and the only way is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ when the flood came Noah and his family and all thy house into the ark first Peter look at chapter number three first Peter chapter number three Verse number 20. Which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. 
in the like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience to God, toward God, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is going to heaven, is in the reign of God, angels, and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Now, what's interesting about this is when you when you, when you talk to Church of Christ, which is abounding in 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 Tennessee, down south, it's abounding Church of Christ. The people that were saved by water didn't get wet. <laughs> like when they go to these verses about baptism saving you, when water is mentioned, it's about the people that didn't get a drop on them. They were saved by water. Interesting. They didn't get wet at all. They didn't get immersed at all. They were saved because they were in the ark of salvation. And that's where we need to be in Jesus Christ. And we are baptized into him. We don't need to get wet to get saved. We get wet. We get baptized by immersion after we are saved. And we put everything in its right context. You know who got wet and and died? The unbelieving, the unrighteous. They were the ones that got immersed and didn't come back up. The unbelieving in Noah's day were taken by God's judgment. And Noah and his family were not. Let's go over to Luke chapter 17, if you would. Look at that, Luke 17. And the Bible says in verse number 28, Luke 17, verse 28. Likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife? Who was taken in judgment? The unbelieving and the unrighteous. Who was left on the earth? That would be Lot. When the fire and brimstone rain, go back to Genesis. Let's grab chapter 19. Fire and brimstone started raining down. Who was destroyed by God's judgment? Genesis 19. Look at verse 23. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of the city and that which grew upon the ground. All the inhabitants gone, destroyed because of God's judgment. Taken. Guess who wasn't taken? Look at verse number 17 of Genesis chapter 19. Genesis 19, verse 17. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Well, what's the big deal, Lord? Don't we do that a lot? Same problem in the garden. 
Oh, what's the big deal? It's just a piece of fruit. We do that all the time. Well, what's the big deal, Lord? But God said, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Who's going to escape the judgment? Looks like Lot is. Watch what happens in verse 20. Haste, uh, verse 20. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And we all know what happened to Lot's wife. She didn't think it was a big deal. So there she goes. Taken in judgment. The believers that obeyed lived. The unbelievers, the unrighteous, were taken in judgment, both in Noah's day and in Lot's day. When we are caught up to meet the Lord in the air, we are taken in glory. Unbelievers are left on the earth. <laughs> and then we enter into, well, we don't, but we would, biblically, we would enter into either right after or sometime shortly thereafter. I don't know when the exact time is going to be. We're going to enter into Daniel's 70th week. And those that will be taken during that time will be taken in judgment. Those that, that are unbelieving, those that believe are going to be left on the earth and they will be able to enter into the millennial kingdom. Maybe a little too much cart before the horse for that, but go back to Matthew 24 and let's see if I can get you back on track here. We'll get himself back on track. In, in verse number 38, watch what it says. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Um, verse number 38. For as in the days that they were before the flood. Oh, here it is. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered in the ark. So they're eating, they're drinking, they're marrying, they're giving in marriage. How is that in, this, in the days of Noah? How is it in the days of Lot? People don't care. You talk to somebody today, hey, I'm good. They're not thinking about where their soul is going to go after they die. So what do we do as Christians? We got to compel them. But this idea back in Noah's day, and Lot's day, Lot, Lot took heed, Noah took heed, they were left. Everybody else, let's eat, let's drink, let's marry, let's be given in marriage. They don't care. They just become no concern for God's judgment. I just want to live my life. I just want to do what I want to do. Please, whatever you do, don't bring up God, Jesus, born again, salvation, the Bible, because I don't want to hear from a Bible thumper. I don't thump my Bible. <laughs> I read it and believe it. I don't know what a Bible thumper is supposed to do. But you want to talk about sports. You want to talk about hobbies. You want to talk about whatever the next American 
idol is, all that's fair game. Just don't bring up Jesus Christ and what he can do for your soul, and we're good. What's for dinner? Did you know this celebrity married this celebrity? Actually, no, I didn't. Thank you for telling. No concern. And the hardest thing to do is to try to get somebody, compel somebody to think about something that they just don't want to think about. We made some t-shirts up for uh, evangelism. You know, Jesus saves and trust Jesus and put scripture verses on the back and, you know, believe. And you got John 316 on the back. Great, you know, verses for evangelistic efforts. Great conversation starters. But, you know, you do that type of thing and then you realize, oh, there's another one. I, oh, I want to. I love it. Cool. Just have eternity. And then question mark. And that'd be a good conversation starter because people don't want to talk about eternity. But that's exactly what Christians think about, or at least we should. That's our focus. That's our perspective. If we were to draw back the broad lens, all of us should come away with, you know what? Our perspective is eternity. We're living with an eternal purpose. I really believe that would, that would help revival in a family or a church or a community. If everybody could agree to have an eternal purpose or perspective. We're doing the uh, fairs. And, you know, I sent an email out. It's, it, it's amazing. I like watching the rodeos and the people, you know, riding the horses. My son really likes watching that, too. It's a lot of talent. A lot of hard work goes into that. Um, but the grandstands are packed, packed with people. The motocross doesn't bring in that many people. But you put them horses out there, they bring in a lot of people. And it's great that you can come to a fair. And before they start the fair on opening night, they have patriotic songs. And they even have somebody pray. And they even have somebody pray in Jesus' name. Praise God. So I'm not, I am not trying to be Captain Critical. What I'm saying is out of all the events that are scheduled, we get one 30-second prayer. <laughs> and then it's all going to rock and roll, man. Let's bring out the... Right? I mean, if, if they scheduled a 30 or 40 or 50-minute segment of having two or three preachers of the Word of God come out, it'd be time to go get something to eat. <laughs> Let's go see if they're cooking, if they're barbecuing. Because uh, we're just not going to stand for it. That's where we're at in our world. And during Daniel's 70th week, nobody is going to care about God. You know what they're going to be doing? Eating and drinking. How? Just like Noah's day, just like Lot's day. And those people that don't care, those unbelieving, those unrighteous, those are the ones that are going to be taken by God's judgment. It's the carelessness in Noah's day and the carelessness in Lot's day. I don't care about sin. I'm just going to sin up. I'm going to sin it up. Those that believe God during Noah's day were left behind. Those that believe God during Lot's day, Lot was left behind. Those that believe God, those that are going to believe God during Daniel's 70th week, they're going to be left behind on the earth, and everybody else is going to be taken. The wicked will be taken, the righteous left. So for us, as we close, for us, Get Hebrews 11, then we'll be done. We'll do one more thing. 
And as you turn there, I was starting to say, for us, the rapture is completely different. The believers are taken, but not in judgment. We are taken in glory, and the unbelieving is left on the earth. Lot's day, Noah's day, is likened unto Daniel's 70th week, where the opposite occurs. The unbelieving are taken in judgment, and the believing are left on the earth. Last verse. Then I will be done. Hebrews 11, verse 25. Back it up one verse. By faith, verse 24, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Here's what I want the key in on as we close. Then to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I'll tell you. Yes, sin will be pleasurable. Sin will feel good. But only for a season. And this lost and dying world. When you tell them sin's going to hurt them. When you tell them sin is bad. When you tell them to them. It feels good. They get pleasure out of drinking it up. They get pleasure out of sticking needles in their own. They get pleasure out of listening to what they're listening to. They get pleasure out of living how they're living. They get pleasure out of watching what they're watching. It feels good to them. So when you tell them, well, that's, you know, that's, it doesn't register to them. Now, you need to preach against sin, and they need to know that there's a payment for their sin. But they are enjoying sin for a season. So with that said, you've got to concede to the fact, look, I know you're enjoying living your life how you're living your life. But the season of that is going to end and you're going to pass out into eternity. And you will not be enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. And Jesus Christ came to die for your sin. He paid the penalty for your sin. And the season can be over right now if you bow your knee and trust in the living Savior, Jesus Christ. And then he will give you new desires. Don't try to get a lost man to dump his liquor down the drain. Try to get a lost man to Jesus Christ so he trusts the Savior. And then he's a new creature and he, the Holy Spirit will give him new desires. And then he can come to church and we can slam him on alcohol. But you know what I'm saying? We can't put the cart before the horse. The man or the woman needs to be saved. You don't want to clean up somebody's life and have their soul be just as dirty and dark as it was before they quit doing the sins that you don't want them to do. And I don't want them to do either. But they're enjoying it now. They got to know that season's going to end. If it does, God's judgment's coming down. So let's get the gospel out to as many people. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.